Episode 13, week 11. Season is rolling by. Um, all right. So remember, we're available anywhere you like your podcast or anywhere you get your podcasts. Like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube. Um, so, all right, let's see. Week 11, we only have two teams on bye week this week, the Rams and the Broncos, which I'm really disappointed with because I was totally prepared to bet against the Broncos, regardless of who they play this week. But I digress. It didn't look too good against the Eagles. Well, it was that Teddy Bridgewater no play on the opportunity to stop Clay Slay on the run back. It really irked me. All right. So first game on the list is get too many cords everywhere. Uh, Detroit. Some help? Yes, I do. Detroit travels to Cleveland at one o'clock. Detroit on the road, getting ten points to open, is climbed to twelve and a half, thirteen points. It's flashing in some places. So by Sunday, uh, I think we could be looking at 13, 14 points. And did you hear the news, Steve? What news is that? That Detroit still has not won a game. No. Um, Nick Chubb is back. Nick Chubb is back. Jared Goff is doubtful. Whoa. You did not hear the news. I did not hear the Jared I Goff news. I didn't think you did. That's why I asked. Why is he doubtful? Uh, he got hurt in that game last week. Mm. So some type, of, some type of abdominal issue. So it is most likely going to be Tim Boyle, who was a backup on the Green Bay Packers. I've never heard the name before. Could he be the next Mike White? I don't know. No, I think I remember him when you said Green Bay. He's a bum. Um, So we obviously Cleveland had a rough week last week against Bill Belichick. They got spanked pretty good. Miles Garrett had some comments in the media about the coaching and how they failed to make adjustments during the game. That worries me a little bit, but they will have Nick Chubb back. And I think with uh, Baker Mayfield's back too, right? Yeah. Well, he wasn't gone. Yeah, well, he was questionable, questionable coming into the game. So they said uh, it looks like he's going to be a, a go. So I think against the 0-8-1 um, Detroit Lions with a backup quarterback, I think it's a pretty good spot for Cleveland. It's a big line, but I think it could be a, a bit of a shit show. So what are your thoughts? Well, um, I was prepared to talk about Detroit um, looking to cover this game, but I was not aware that Mr. Golf is out. And um, so you I, think golf's a difference maker? Well, I don't have any confidence in Will keeping this game inside two touchdowns. That's for sure. What I was thinking was, you know, a little concerned about Chubb being out. For two weeks, you know, a lot of times they come, the players come back, they scuffle on their first game back before they hit their stride game two. Um, well, we Detroit. saw that recently with Dak, right? Uh, Prescott uh, in Dallas. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, Ernest Johnson's running the ball well. Well, it's a good, this is a good spot because the 
the Detroit Lions uh, run defense is not very stout. So, yeah, and that's really the um, the heart of Cleveland's offensive team, right? I mean, they run the ball well, and that's when Baker Mayfield really starts to excel as a passer is when he can play off play action because the run game is successful. So, this really is kind of playing into Cleveland's hand. I would, not, you know, it's a lot of points, and uh, Detroit's due to get a win, but I don't like it this week. Okay. Are you, would you take Cleveland at 12? Um, I'd probably lay low. I'm not excited about what Cleveland does. If I was had to bet it, I would take Cleveland. All right. Next game up is San Francisco traveling all the way down to Jacksonville. So uh, it opened at minus five and a half in favor of San Francisco. It's at minus six and a half in favor of San Francisco. San Francisco had the big win over the Rams on Monday night. Now they're traveling across and down the country um, to Jacksonville. Um, other than the travel, that worries me a little bit. Um, I feel pretty confident in taking San Fran here. And I do want to point out my pick last week. I had San Fran um, to upset the Rams. On Monday night? On Monday night. That's a good pick. So, I mean, to me, I just think, and this is my thought last week, that Kyle Shanahan is just a better coach and he's going up against Urban Meyer. I think this is a team they need to get the win to stay in the playoff hunt. Um, you can't drop these these kind of games if you're San Francisco. Yeah, the concern is that, like you alluded to earlier, they're um, flying across the country, and I think that concerns a lot of people. I like San Francisco here. I think um, their record's a little lower than what you expect coming into the season. They haven't been that impressive. They are currently sitting at four and five. Um, so a bad Jacksonville Jaguars team who has played the – Games kind of tight recently against some opponents. Uh, they beat Buffalo and covered. Um, they seem to be prior. playing decent defense, but their their offense hasn't yeah. really gotten going. Yeah, I'm looking at more like San Francisco, even though I don't think that they're a world beater. They're better than a sub 500 team. They're getting um, they're getting their tight end back in stride. He's he's he played well on Monday night, and Kittle looks like he's you know the dominant force. So really, San Fran. When Mitchell Mitchell's a possibility of playing this he's, week. I think he's so, out. Well, he's got a broken finger, but they're they're he trying to get him to go. Did a procedure on it though. I'm pretty sure he's out. Yeah, I'd read Fire something earlier Jeff today. Fire up Jeff Wilson this week. I had read something earlier today that they're, they're, he's still a possibility to right. go. But um, my point is when you have Debo uh, Samuel playing strong at the receiver. And you have Kittle playing good tight end. It's a hard combination to stop. And I think it's going to, in the end of the day, uh, Garoppolo is playing good, well enough to win this game by over a touchdown. All right. So next game up is, and I would take that probably up to seven. Okay. Um, so next game up is Indianapolis at Buffalo. It opened at and is currently at minus seven in favor of Buffalo. These teams played in the playoffs last year. The Bills won that game 27 to 24. Um, I'm still not convinced on Buffalo. I mean, last week they played the Jets and they did um, win that pretty handily, but they seem to do that when they play the bad teams. I mean, I think Indianapolis is a good team um, that can put up a fight. So I am inclined to take the Colts here. I'm on the Colts too. I like them. Uh, they're three and one against the spread away. 
uh, from Indianapolis this year. I think it's a good spot. Buffalo's kind of sputtering, and I look for Buffalo to kind of pick up momentum towards the end of the season. But um, I think this is the tough game for them. Indianapolis, you got to remember Frank Reich uh, was a longtime quarterback at Buffalo. It was a very tough game that they lost last year when they went to Buffalo. They really probably should have won that game. Um, But I can see – I really don't see any way Buffalo covers this game. They could win the game. They'll probably will win the game, but it's like a three-point affair. Um, I could see Indianapolis definitely pulling an upset here. But uh, seven, I see it flashing at seven and a half. They're going to give you more than a touchdown. Jump all over Indianapolis. It's one of my stronger plays. All right, so next game up is Miami at the Jets. Yes. Is that right? That's correct. But how, what, don't, don't the Bills and – oh, the Giants. Okay, never mind. The Giants and the Jets play in the same stadium. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so this open at Miami. <laughs> I was thinking two New York teams. How can they both play at the same stadium at the same time? I want to rip you so bad right now. <laughs> I mean, if you were sitting in Buffalo, it's not even like the same state. It really, literally is like two different I'm, places. I'm proving on the podcast the last couple of weeks that my geography is For Christ's sake, it is two different strong. states. They're playing in New Jersey. Okay. All right. You got me. All right. So anyway, back to the game. Um, we have this open at minus two and a half in favor of Miami. One's going to play at one o'clock and the other's going to play at four. It's up to minus <laughs> three in favor of Miami. And I would expect this line to move a little bit more. Than it has, given the news that Joe Flacco is going to be starting at quarterback. Blue Hand alumni Joe Flacco. I'm very curious about this as a decision from the coaching staff. Like, why would you start Joe Flacco? Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, Well, what's going on with Mike White? He struggled big time last year, last week. So they must have seen something that they really didn't like. I didn't watch the game. But if you're in New York, like... What are you playing for? Well, you're playing for the future, right? Well, is Mike White the future? No, but is Joe Flacco the future? No, but here's the problem. Okay, and this is what you got to consider. I'm not saying this is definitely it, but you have to consider, especially in a place in New York where it's a media frenzy, the fans are very intense, paying attention to everything that's going on. You got a guy like Mike White. Do you really want him to be successful when you drafted a guy third overall to be your future quarterback? You've kind of already moved on. It doesn't make sense from you know a fan standpoint, just play the best player. But that's not the way these front offices work. Like There's a lot invested in the Zach Wilson. What do they do if Zach Wilson's out for five weeks and, and uh, you know, White basically gave them an opportunity to sit him down because I think front office was getting worried that he was going to outperform. But if you were Zach the Jets and, and you would have to play him, you have a, a quarterback that's good. Do you care? No, I mean they already made that decision that they were probably <laughs> going to play Flacco once he got comfortable with the book, the playbook, because they gave up. You know, fifth round right. pick is is valuable asset in the NFL, so they didn't just give. Um, f- nothing a way to Philly for him. So when you're going to invest that kind of capital, you're doing it for a reason. I think the decision to start Flacco was really made a month ago when they pulled the trade All right. with the Eagles. Well, I guess that kind of makes sense, but I don't know. So <laughs> an interesting, I didn't even realize that Joe Flacco was a jet last year. Yeah. Yeah. He was a jet for two years. Multiple I think years. it was just last year. And then he was in Denver. But anyway, and he actually, he started like three or four games last year. 
I just started more than that. Which I have like no recollection of. Yeah, well, because Darnold got okay, hurt. Okay, when Darnold got hurt. Yeah. So anyway, they played. He beat somebody he wasn't supposed to no, beat. No, he didn't beat. They were all losses. I they did look up the game log. Yeah. There was like two of the games were maybe close, but I think it was the second game that he started was against Miami and they got shut out 24 to nothing. So that just was kind of an interesting fact to me that now he's starting against them. So obviously Miami's defense played pretty good against the Ravens. I guess that was last week, Thursday. So um, I'm inclined to take Miami at minus three. All right. Well, I want to tell you what's going to happen in this game. Okay. All right. And I think I'd like to bet because Joe Flacco Uh does not have much left in the tank. But what he does have left in the tank, you're going to see on Sunday. He comes back here and motivated to start this game. Is he motivated? Miami. I don't think he is. He definitely is he, motivated. And I, rem- I he do. sees the writing on the wall. His career is almost over. His career's done been over. And I remember, I remember seeing like his face during games, and maybe it was when he was in Denver, just like totally disinterested. Yes, but this is one week. The NFL is week to week. Okay? Like he's there to I collect agree. his paycheck, make a little more money out of it. But you wait and see what's going to happen this week. The Jets are actually played good football at home. And Miami's not killing anybody. I mean, listen, they're three. It's flashing up to three and a half. You're going to go over a field goal on this game by the time it kicks off. It might go even above four. Um, the way it's trending. All right. Well, look. I, I think th- if there's you no want- way Miami mm-hmm. should be a favorite on the road to anybody. I know the Jets stink, but no, these are two division right rivals. Down. This is a division game. It is a division game. And uh, I think you're going to see, you know, the Jets are their own five away. They're two and two at home. You know, so they play decent. Enough. Their defense sucks. Miami uh, has a pretty good defense. Miami's not that good. Miami's not that good. But their like defense, the their defense played very well against the Ravens. This I think their defense can nose. play very well against the Jets. It's two bad teams, three and seven versus two and seven. Mm. You take the points. Joe now, Flacco's see, got one more game left in him, and it's this one. I was prepared to bet you on this, but the more you talk, the less I'm convinced. Like you're right, Miami shouldn't be favored. They shouldn't. They stink. Two bad teams playing each other. You, you take the points. Yeah, and remember their defense isn't that bad. I mean, they stink, but their run defense. They, well, that's I guess the other thing is their their run defense is horrible. Miami has not really established a run game at all this year. I haven't seen much improvement out of Tua either. I mean, I'm not saying it's got a lot of time, and you know, he just started last year. But that's the one thing with some of these young quarterbacks, you got to look for progression. And and I don't. I know he's just coming off the injury where he missed some time earlier in the season. But he does not look good to me. All right. Well, you talked me off of that. All right. Let's move on to the next game. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. You heard it here first. All right. Joe Flacco. <laughs> um, right, next- Washington's going to travel to Carolina. Another one o'clock game. Carolina opened up as a two-point favorite. Now it's three, three and a half flashing in some places. So, okay. This is an interesting game. It's Cam Newton is back. And he's going up against his old coach, Ron Rivera. Um, So obviously Washington looked good last week. They got the win against Tom Brady. Um, The Panthers looked good last week. They got the win against Arizona, which they're playing without 
Kyler. So I don't know how much that means. But I, I think Carolina came out this year with a very strong defense. It kind of wanes a little bit. And I kind of feel like that was the Sam Darnold effect. I feel like last week, not having Sam Darnold there, the defense stepped up. So, I mean, this is an interesting game to me. Last week, we saw a quarterback go up against his old coach in the Falcons-Dallas game. The coach got the better end of that one. I kind of lean that way. I mean, we saw Cam play last year with the Patriots. He didn't look good throwing the football. I mean, his his edge is his legs. And Ron Rivera knows that. <clears throat> so it seems like everybody's on Carolina <clears throat> in this one. I kind of lean Washington, but I don't I don't feel very good about it. So I wouldn't put my money on it. What do you think? I lean Washington. It's more of a play against Cam. I think some people get excited that Cam's back. At least the people of Carolina are. Um, but you, especially if you're going to go over three points. If this game if this game goes off over three points, I'm all over Washington. But, I like Washington at three. I mean, you know, I guess the, the thing that concerns me about Washington, they haven't played well on the road. That's concerning. This is definitely going to be, you know an environment that's not going to be good for them. And the other thing in them coming off, I mean, they beat Tom Brady last week. Like that's a pretty big thing for the team and for Taylor Heineke. And Young's hurt. He's he's out for the season now. So they don't, they're losing him. So the defense, the Washington defense hasn't played that well this year at all. Um, But I think their weakness is more in the secondary. So I don't know. I really don't know what to make of this game. Yeah. So, you know, is that is their secondary going to get exploited by Cam Newton? Well, that's the, was the last time that he exploited any secondary. That's my concern. Right now, you, you got Christian McCaffrey back. You know they're going to work that short game. Cam's going to try to run the ball for you know five ten yards, and uh, he's going to do a lot of dumping the ball off in the backfield to Christian McCaffrey. So we'll see if it'll be enough. I think uh, Washington I'm looking for a big game. Big game out of Washington's receiver, Terry McLaren. He has sputtered a little bit over the last couple and really hasn't produced the top grade like he has. But I think he's, he's, he's nicked up a little bit. He's getting a little healthier. So I'd look for a big game here against Carolina's secondary. All right. So next game up is Baltimore at Chicago. It opened at minus six in favor of Baltimore. It's at minus six and a half. Lamar, I think, is sick again this week. He seems like he gets sick a lot. Um, And the Ravens have quite a few injuries. So Marquise Brown is questionable. Um, Their cornerbacks, Jimmy Smith, Tavon Young, and Anthony Averitt are questionable. Their guard, Patrick, I don't know how you say their last name, and one of their tackles. I also don't know how you say his last name. And then they have their defensive tackle, Brandon Williams, out. On the other side, Akeem Hicks, Eddie Jackson are questionable, and Allen Robinson is doubtful. He hasn't done much this year, so I don't know how much that matters. So to me, this game comes down to the Ravens' defense. Fields has not played well under pressure. Generally, the Ravens bring a lot of pressure, but their defense overall has not dominated many games this year. So I lean Baltimore. Um, I felt better about it earlier than I do now. So I definitely think Baltimore wins. Do they cover by six and a half? I don't know. What do you think? 
I like Chicago here. I think it's too many points at home. But the only thing that's worried me is I really like Chicago against San Francisco two weeks ago, and they threw up a an egg. I mean, if they kept it tight, they were playing within a number, and then uh, San Francisco just pulled away at the end. So I worry about that happening a little bit here with Baltimore. Uh, I think Baltimore is definitely a better team than San Francisco, but with all the injuries that you just talked about and Lamar not feeling 100 percent, that that uh, Bears defense can still get at the quarterback. So he's going to have to run around a lot to have a, a good game and win and pull this victory off in Chicago. I think at the end of the day, six and a half is too many points. I'd take Chicago into points. OK. All right. Next game up is the New Orleans Saints coming to Philadelphia. It opened as a pick. It's at minus three in favor of Philadelphia. Um, so I think Philadelphia has gotten better lately when they got their run game going. Um, the Saints have the number one ranked run defense. Um, it will be Trevor Simeon on the road. The Saints are going to be missing both tackles and Alvin Kamara is out again this week. So that's concerning for them. I really don't know what to do with this game. I mean, I don't see how the Saints come in to Philadelphia with Trevor Simeon at quarterback. Um, with their tackles out, with Kamara out, they don't have much at wide receiver. Um, the only edge, Simeon seems to like that tight end down there, Troutman. Um, and you guys kind of struggle against the tight end a little bit. So I don't know that I feel very confident in the Saints, but I don't feel very confident in the Eagles either. What do you think? I was prepared to go Saints here uh, if Kamara was going to play. Um, I'm just concerned about the Eagles not being able to win a game at home. Yeah, I, um, I heard that today that they're 0-4 at home. Yeah, and they haven't looked good. I mean, none of the games have really been that close. Um, even the games that have been scores been close, it's, it hasn't been that close when you're watching. But um, I think I take the Eagles here, and this is why, because New Orleans with the injuries, key injuries, Simeon's going to be the quarterback, right? I, he's decent, and but, I think Taysom Hill is questionable too, so they won't even have him to bring in to. Yeah, so you're light on receivers. Um, you, you don't have Alvin Kamara, who's the number one weapon. So I think you could have done some damage against the Eagles' defense here, but. What you have to pay attention to is the Eagles are not the same team that they were in the beginning of the season. And there's a couple main things that you have to pay attention here. And this game is going to be very important to determine what direction Eagles go the rest of the season. Are they that team that sucks? Um, it can flash some defense sometimes and, and beat your bad teams, but can't really stick in the game with uh, your better teams. This is a team that's you know above 500 New Orleans. Uh, it's going to be in the playoff hunt all the way down to the end if uh, the Eagles can stay there. But here's the changes that you have to watch, right? Sirianni's starting to run the ball. He was not running the ball at all. I mean, they had one game where they had literally two handoffs the entire game. This is still very bizarre to me. What's that? That they start the season literally not running the ball at all. And then all of a sudden, they start running the ball a lot. We had no choice. Um, It's the Eagles' philosophy. They like to pass a lot, and they try to make Nick Sirianni do the same thing. And and Nick's still a passer. I'm not going to say that it's all front office driven, but I don't want to digress away from the the reason why – you need to look what you need to look for in changing in the Eagles. The one is the run game um, on top of them actually, you know, moving more to 50% of the calls over the last three weeks have been runs as opposed to passes. The benefit there is really for a second 
you're taking a pressure off Jalen Hurts, who is basically a rookie quarterback, even though he played for four games last year. So when you take that, when you establish the run and you can build play action off of the the uh, successful run, and the defense obviously has to play more people closer to the line of scrimmage. It opens things up for the pass. So it allows Jalen Hurts to look like a better quarterback, which has happened over the last three games. So you're seeing um, Jalen Hurts really feel more comfortable. And even though he's making less pass attempts, he looks like he's not as frantic when he's making those pass attempts. And it's the key to Jalen Hurts, which I think I've identified uh, part of the problem with him, is his footwork. It looks like they're working really well on his footwork. You're seeing him roll out, stop, and reset as opposed to trying to throw completely on the run, regardless of where his feet are. He's he's rolling to move the pocket and then coming to uh, uh, reestablish his position to be able to throw the ball. So... He's learning. He's progressing. The defense as well is starting to blitz a little bit more where Jonathan Gannon was a sitting back as a defensive coordinator and not really putting any pressure on on the quarterback. The last two weeks, he's, he hasn't blitzed tremendously, but he hasn't let the quarterback sit back there and get comfortable. He's brought pressure when it's needed. So I'd like to see him bring more pressure. But there's some big changes going on as this is a new coaching staff. I mean, this is a brand new coaching staff, not just in Philadelphia, but none of these guys who are coaching have been like – uh, leadership positions in the coaching staffs that they were in in the past. They're all getting their first time. They're getting their feet wet. So, you know, it's frustrating because you're seeing some obvious mistakes. But what I'm really encouraged to see is that nobody's really sticking to their guns and saying my way or the highway, which a lot of these coaches will do. They're adjusting. They're starting to make the right adjustments. And you're seeing that turn around in the play. Now, I'm not saying the Eagles are going to the playoffs. But the truth is, if they win this game, they're in the discussion. And you have to see how um, it materializes on the field if they stick with the run game. Now, one more point is that Miles Sanders is back. He's been since when they decided against Detroit a couple weeks ago to run the ball. Miles Sanders got hurt in the first quarter. So you haven't been able to see if he's the real deal like a lot of uh, fans think based off of some of the big runs he's he's ripped off in the past. So he hasn't been given the opportunity. They finally, the team decides that they're going to start running the ball. He gets hurt in the first quarter. In comes uh, Boston Scott. In comes Jordan Howard. And they've looked successful running the ball. So what should happen is he's back this week. He should move back into the number one position. And you get Jordan Howard a little bit uh, less reps. But Miles Sanders should get at least 15 carries. And you'll get a chance to see if he can break out. Um, it's going to be tough against this run defense, though. I almost feel like they didn't like Miles Sanders. And that's why they weren't running the ball. And no, then once he got hurt, they... No. Ideally, um, I believe that Howie wants to move on from Miles Sanders. And that's why they weren't giving him the ball. They did want to move on from Miles Sanders. Okay, so now that he's back, the are they going to stop running the ball? No, they're gonna. They got to give him the ball. They're 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 going to run the ball. The move would be if well, they truly were going to be petty about Miles Sanders, they would bring him back, suit him up, and give the ball to Jordan Howard. Well, let me ask you this: and We'll what, see that still could happen. What happens if they go into this game and they try to run the ball against the Saints and the Saints front just it's not working? Do they keep trying to run the ball or do they adjust their strategy in game? What do I feel like they're going to do? Yeah. They're going to bail on the run because it's not in Sirianni's DNA. I truly believe once they um, have two series where they're unsuccessful at running the ball, he's going to abort the run. 
That's not what they well, should do. Why do you do. say it's they not? They should continue to pound the ball. And here's why. And this is the other thing you got to look at. Their offensive line is getting healthy. They've had a couple weeks. I mean, it's not a, it's not um, just some kind of crazy scenario that they've been able to successfully run the ball the last couple of weeks. You've got both of their tackles back, Jordan Mulata, Lane Johnson on both ends. Um, Landon Dickerson, the kid from Alabama that was drafted high in the second round, has gotten some snaps, and he's looked like he's going to be the real deal. And Jason Kelsey's still playing at an all-pro level. So uh, Brandon Brooks looks to be back soon, um, if not this week. And their offensive line is coming back together. So in a combination with that, Miles Sanders coming back. I mean, they the, the, the problem is, is that nobody runs the ball against the Saints. I will tell you this, though, and this is a stat that I heard earlier this week. In the last 93 games, the Saints only gave up more than 200 yards rushing one time. And that was last year against the Eagles. And Jalen Hurts beat the Saints. So it could be... You know, one of those things where Jalen Hurts just has the Saints number. I feel like I've talked too be much about this a game. Bit so of a stretch, but okay. Yeah, we'll we see. definitely have spent way too much time on this game. You can tell where Steve's uh, take the Eagles from. All right, next game up is Houston at Tennessee. Um, it's at minus ten in favor of Tennessee. This will be Tyrod Taylor's second game back. Um, he threw three picks in the game against the Dolphins. Didn't look very good. They didn't score much. And uh, I guess they were on the bye last week. Titans, obviously, six straight wins. Um, still without Derrick Henry, without Julio Jones, but it looks like A.J. Brown is okay. I don't think he's on the injury report this week at all. Um Marcus Johnson, who I think used to be an Eagle, is that right? Kind of showed up last week. He had 100 yards in the game against the Saints. So at least they have a, a second option. I don't know, as long as A.J. Brown's out there. But I definitely think Tennessee wins this game. It feels like a lot of points. Um, I could see Houston being maybe a little more competitive in this game. Um, and the Titans do have a few injuries. Um, their guard, Nate Thomas, outside linebacker, Bud Dupree. Um, a couple of linebackers they've missed the last couple games. And uh, the the running back, uh, Jeremy McNichols, is out with a concussion this week. So that leaves Adrian Peterson and then Devonta Foreman in the backfield. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I think they're shorthanded. I don't like those two running backs. I like uh, the Foreman kid. Looks like he's kind of strong, but it's hard to depend on Peterson. He's getting old. I mean, um, the Titans are the... Texans don't have a great run defense, so maybe we'll see what Adrian Peterson really has. Um, so I definitely think they win. It's a lot of points. So I would maybe think about te- putting this in a teaser. I wouldn't play it straight up. Taking Tennessee on the teaser? Yeah. You see, I'm on the other side here. I like Tyrod Taylor. I think he looked decent. Last week he was horrible, and I think that's going to be a situation where he's trying to make up for how bad he looked. He had three picks, I think, last week. I just said that. Right? Were you listening? That's yeah, so why I'm looking for you to confirm. Well, I just said it. It's three, three weeks, right? Three, three interceptions, picks. right? Yeah, three picks. Yeah, so I like uh, Tyrod Taylor to come back and have a strong performance this week and play this number inside the line. I think Tennessee's too banged up. It's a division game. Uh, division games are usually played tighter. So I'll take the points, roll with Houston on the road. All right. Next game up is Green Bay at Minnesota. It opened at minus two in favor of Green Bay. It's down to minus one and a half. 
Um, so this is a division game as well. Packers have won three out of the last four uh, meetings, although they did lose the last one, 28 to 22. Vikings had the big win last week against the Chargers. Rodgers didn't look great um, in his first game back, but they did get the shutout victory over the Seahawks. I think their defense seems like it's really stepped up in the last couple games. Um, while I'm starting to like the Vikings, I think I got to side with Rodgers on this one. Green Bay historically does not play well on the road in Minnesota. Another division game. I'm going to take Minnesota in this one. All right. I'm getting points. All right. Um, next game up, Cincinnati. The other thing real quick, you just got to look at the records here. It's a division game, and Green Bay has too much of a lead on Minnesota. Minnesota is in second place at four and five. Green Bay is at eight and two. If Green Bay wins this game, they go to they go to nine and two. Minnesota in second place at four and six, two games under five hundred. And they're in second place. Right behind them is the Bears at three and six, not going to win many more games this year, and lines at 0 and 8. So, you know, do you think Green Bay is going to run away with the division that much? That typically doesn't tend to happen in the NFL. Um, yeah, but the Vikings least, like, are that team Green that Bay's always that great. You know, you're going to have a team that's going to be annihilating teams and you'll see a big gap here. But I just think that the, with the spot in the, in the middle of the season, it's just kind of one of those games that smells like a Minnesota win and even out the records a little bit here. Minnesota I would was, move to five and five and, and Green Bay down eight and three. I was prepared to take Minnesota, but I feel like the, the Green Bay defense has really stepped up in the last few games. So that was kind of the difference maker for me. Yeah, I think it's a bad spot for Green Bay, for sure. They do not travel historically well into Minnesota. Brett mm-hmm. Favre never won there. Well, this ain't Brett Favre. I know, but Aaron Rodgers doesn't play like that well. His, historically, it doesn't mean shit for this game. All right, you want to bet on it? I got Minnesota. Come on. All right. You got Green Bay? I'm getting, how many points are you giving me? One and a half. All right, I'll take it. Current odds. All right. So next game up, Cincinnati at Las Vegas. What did we split last week, by the way? Yes, two and two. Two and two. All right. Uh, Cincinnati at Las Vegas. Opened as a pick It's at minus one in favor of Cincinnati. Um, Vegas has had two down games the last couple weeks, although I do blame Deshaun Jackson completely for last week. Um, he looked like he didn't know what he was doing when he got the ball. That was a crazy play, but it really kind he of caught the ball and then he popped around like uh, what's his name in the Super Bowl 52 that got popped and knocked out by Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, Brooks. Remember, he caught the ball in the middle of the field and spun around like, where am I going to go next? And then all of a sudden, Malcolm Jenkins came I mean, over and knocked I him out. I think it looked worse than like what it was. Like, I think he was trying to get away from the one guy. And then the other guy kind of spun him around and the ball came flying out. But it, I mean, it looked like he didn't know which way he was supposed to run. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, it's but football. It, you got to go totally changed that game because it took seven points off the Raiders and, you know, gave points to the Chiefs, basically. Yeah, he caught the ball, spun around, fumbled, and it was all inside the 20-yard line. Yeah. I mean, it, well, he, no, it was like 10 yards. Yeah. And it, I mean, on TV, it looked like he had the free, free run if he just kept going. But anyway, um, so. <laughs> it's a shock. Um, the Bengals are coming off their bye week. So I don't really have much to say. I'm just going to lean Bengals in this one. Do you have I'm any thoughts? Vegas. Really? Yeah, I'm hoping that they they get Deshaun you know, into the offense because they have no other choice because they don't have a lot of receiver help uh, with rugs going out. Well, that was definitely not a good like first catch for him. I mean, I don't know. Does that change? Like, 
what they do this week with him. I don't know. It could be. I'm hoping it doesn't. I think they got to keep using him if they try to like, you know, get more time with him in the offense and practice. Hopefully it'll look a little more comfortable. Remember, he didn't get a lot of activity on the field when he was with the Rams. So he's kind of rusty. Well, he's obviously so still got surprising. the speed to get downfield. I mean, he was open. He caught the ball. Well, my point that's is, kind is of all you need if him he's to at do. the Rams, right, he's the fourth receiver. He's getting less reps when he's here at the Raiders. I mean, he should be no less than the number two now. You know, if if they give him the opportunity, I know he's getting old, but we'll see if he can stay healthy and on the field. I just um, I've always I will always cheer for Deshaun Jackson. So I hope he does something well. I like Vegas here. I think they're at home. Um, I think you look for Vegas to win this game. Look for Waller to have a big day. I think they need to get him more integrated into the office uh, offense. They tried to last week uh, towards the end of the game from they gave him some opportunities. But the coverage was really good. They were pretty much double teaming them the entire game. But they need to get Wilder going if they're going to have any success and make a run to the playoffs here. All right. Um, next game up is Arizona at Seattle. Another division game. Open at minus two in favor of Seattle. It's at minus two in favor of Arizona. I have a lot of question marks in this game. Uh, it sounds like Kyler Murray is going to be a game time decision again. Um, I kind of think that he's more likely to play this week. Um, but even if he does play, he's definitely not going to be a hundred percent. That concerns me. Russell Wilson came back last week, um, much quicker than what it was anticipated and obviously did not look good. They got shut out, um, against the Packers. These teams in the last two years have split, um, games, so I feel like, I mean, the Cardinals had kind of an embarrassing loss last week, obviously with Colt McCoy. I guess you could say the same for the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks desperately need the win. Um, they're at the bottom of the division now with San Fran winning last week. So, I mean, there's too many question marks for me to really make a pick on this game at this point. Um, but I think if Kyler Murray plays, I kind of lean Arizona, but I don't feel good about it. Not knowing. It was Hopkins, not knowing Hopkins, not knowing Murray. It's tough to have an opinion here, but I do like Seattle. I will say I think Seattle wins this game regardless of who starts. Um, I think they need this win. Uh, Russell Wilson just came back. So it's again, we talked a little bit about that first game back after a layoff. Well, but I I feel like for him, it was too soon. Like, I don't think his finger is 100% and it might have been worse for him to play last week than it would have been just to stay out. Yeah, possibly. But I think after playing last week and struggling, you know, he should get a little more comfortable with with his finger and throwing the ball. Um, so I look for him to perform a little better this yeah, week. So have, like DK Metcalf getting frustrated last week, getting ejected from the game, trying to sneak back into the game. So I don't know. I think that team's a bit of a mess. All right. Next game, Dallas at Kansas City. Game of the week. Uh, it's minus two and a half in favor of Kansas City. So, obviously, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs looked much better last week against the Raiders than they have um, most of the season, I guess. He threw five touchdowns in that game. Um, But I think that was more like an outlier and a way the way that the Raiders defense chose to play was not calling kind of following the example that the other teams have set this year of playing the cover two. So... I don't give too much to the thought that are you shopping for beef over there? <laughs> um, I don't give too much 
credit that the Chiefs are back. I think the Dallas is a pretty good offense in and of themselves. Um, so I'm inclined to take the points and take the Cowboys. Yeah, I like Kansas City. I think Andy Reid's still going to get up to play the Dallas Cowboys, even though he's not uh, coaching at the Eagles anymore. Uh, Kansas City looked pretty strong last week, like their offense was starting to figure it out. I look for Kansas City to start to gel into the playoffs and come you know, back into the discussion as the one of the teams at the forefront looking to push into the Super Bowl from the AFC side. I think Kansas City, especially if the uh, line's going to be less than three here at home, I'd look to take Kansas City. Two and a half is a great line. Okay. All right. Next game up is the Sunday night game, Pittsburgh Steelers at the L.A. Chargers. It opened at minus three in favor of L.A. It's up to minus six. Um, sounds like we don't know whether it'll be Ben Roethlisberger this week. Pittsburgh also has a bunch of um, injuries, so they're going to be without Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, Joe Hayden, and TJ Watt. So this game for me, I think Pittsburgh generally has a good defense, and that kind of scared me going up against Justin Herbert. But with TJ Watt and those other guys out, I'm less concerned about that. Um, the Steelers on the road is usually not a good thing, whether it's Ben or Mason Rudolph. I'm inclined to take the Chargers here, and I feel pretty good about it. I like the Chargers too. I think the line's moving the right way here. Um, away from Pittsburgh and just continuing to increase for the Chargers. So, um, those stays under a touchdown. I think you got to run Chargers here against Pittsburgh. I look for Pittsburgh to be in trouble on the road here, flying across the country. All right. And then the last game on the list is the Monday night game, the New York Giants. Oh, at the Tampa Bay box. So I thought it was in New York, but it's in Tampa Bay. Anyway, um, it opened at minus 12 and a half in favor of Tampa Bay. It's down to minus 11. Wait, how can they play in New York if they're playing in Tampa Bay? <laughs> oh, God. All right. So anyway, um, and I was, I was actually fascinated that it seems like the money is pretty evenly split here. Does that surprise you? No, because everybody knows that Tom struggles with the Giants. Well, that's my first little thing on my list. Brady struggles with New York Giants. Um, and obviously, he struggled last week. And I guess we still have some question marks. Uh, Antonio Brown was back at practice. Gronk. He's faking vaccination cards. Uh, you What's know, going I on really, with that? I really wish Antonio Brown would just pay is there his any, creditors. Is, is there, and we don't have to worry about any of this off the field drama. Is there any doubt in your mind that he has a fake vaccination no, card? No, here's the thing. Like, uh, like, there's no he, way it's not true. No. Did he try to get a fake vaccination card? I think so. But is the one that he provided to the NFL fake? I don't think so. Let's be clear. Anybody who in their head thinks or tries to obtain a fake vaccination card is not then going to get vaccinated, thus obtaining a correct No, because when your card. quarterback, Tom Brady, comes to you and says, look, A.B., I need you out there on the field. I, you know, I understand maybe you don't agree with it, but you got to do this for me. You got to do it for the team. And, <laughs> That's he's that, and that is the moment that Antonio Brown said, oh, <laughs> shit, I need to get a fake vaccination card. 
Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I digress. Yeah. If he just paid his damn chef, we point. wouldn't even be having this conversation. Tampa Bay is a different team without Antonio Brown on that field. And they're even though they're loaded at receiver, and everybody likes Mike Williams and Godwin, they are a different team and move the ball methodically down the field without him if they can get down the field. They need AJ, uh, they need Brown back in this lineup as quickly as possible. It ain't going to be this week. So will Tampa well, win this I game? No, probably. We, we but don't I don't, know that. I think it's too many points. What, that he's playing? Well, he put out a tweet earlier in the week, and I forget what it said, but it implied that he was going to be back. He's back at practice. There was a comment that he has a long way to go to be, like, fully healthy, but fully healthy and playing in the game are two different things. I mean, this is Friday. This is the Monday night game, so we're not going to know one way or the other for sure. So, I mean, they definitely need either Antonio Brown, Gronk, Godwin, because without those guys and somebody that's healthy enough to to actually contribute, then it's it's not a good scene because Tom Brady don't like Mike Evans. He don't trust him. He don't want to throw him the ball. And I don't care what anybody says. He might have all these touchdowns, but Tom Brady ain't looking to him first. Um. So, yeah. So, I mean, my general sense in this being the, the Monday night game, um, the history here. I think you got to take the points, um, but it, it's a little early because we need to know about about these guys and and how healthy they're going to be, um, whether they're going to be out there. So he was practicing Thursday. He was limited, yeah, but he was out there. So mm, that's exciting. And what did Gronk play last week? I don't think so. I can't even remember. And I guess Godwin played last week, but he was not 100%, and he was limited at practice as well. So we got to monitor those guys and see what happens. But I was thinking it was in New York. I mean, I like it better if it's in Tampa. Yeah, I don't know. I like New York. I'm going to go with New York. I mean, they can't, the Bucks really can't afford They've had two losses in a row. They can't afford to lose this game. So I think they definitely win, but I think it could be closer than 11 points. All right. All right. So that'll do it for us. Did you want to just stand by our statements here and not go through the little best bets at the end? That's up to you, whatever you want to do. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that with our commentary for this week. Um, so that'll do it for us for week 11. Um, and I guess next week is uh, Thanksgiving. So we'll have three games on Thanksgiving. And then I guess we'll probably just still do the podcast Friday night um, for the remaining games on the schedule. So uh, remember, we're available anywhere you get your podcast. Like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube. And if we don't see you before then, have a happy Thanksgiving. Jets and Indy. Locks. Peace out.